Welcome everyone. I'm Laura DeFranco, the CEO of Brave Healer Productions, where we have a mission to wake the world up to what's possible, one brave word at a time. And here today to help me with that mission are some of the amazing authors of a new book that we have coming out called The Ultimate Guide to Creating Your Soul-Aligned Business. 25 Practical Strategies from the Experts. Before I introduce these amazing women to you today, I just want to say a big thank you to Camille Miller, our lead author of this project. Camille, thank you so much for getting this stellar group of human beings together to help us put out really Brayfuller Productions' first business book, right? When Camille came to me and told me about her mission in terms of holistic and the way she was looking at business. Oh my gosh, you guys, I was like, yes, 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 yes. Like, let's do this, right? It's everything that I have been about. So I'm really excited and honored to be here with these authors today, sharing these ideas with you. Ladies, welcome. How's it going? Great. Thanks. I'm so happy to be here. I'm so excited to have you all. So who do I have here? I have Desiree Halleck, and she is the Chief Queen Bee at Clarent Services, where they offer simplified marketing programs for growing startups and small businesses. Lily Jarabek, did I get that right, Lily? Close <laughs> enough. Do okay, I, I, I appreciate you. Um, she is a PhD and an expert leadership consultant, heart-based mentor, creative business strategist, certified executive coach, and licensed professional counselor. I have Linda Berger with me. She is a small business strategic coach and an international Akashic record teacher and consultant. She uses the business's tool, Soul Blueprint, to increase sales and serve more clients for revenue with purpose. And Megan Smiley is a life and business coach helping lawyers and other professionals ditch the grind and launch heart-centered businesses. Ooh, all right, you guys, let's start this party with Desiree. Tell me about your amazing chapter. Yeah, thank you for having me, Laura. This is really exciting for me. It was the first time I've been um, I've had to write something in a book that will be published. So, well, besides my neuroscience page when I did you know, scientific articles, but that's a little bit different. Um, so I wrote chapter 10, which is uh, small business marketing secrets. And it's really just, it was, I was inspired by my story of how I started Clarence, my business, and uh, really all of the, the shortcomings in life that led up to it. And then um, in the tools section of the chapter, it was more of like, how can I help small businesses um, come to their senses from a marketing perspective and realize that it doesn't take a million dollar budget or you don't have to boil the ocean to have an effective growth plan for any business? So that's that was my inspiration. Don't have to boil the ocean. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's how it feels sometimes. How did you know? <laughs> So, uh, you know, this is, this might be a tough one to answer, but if you had to tell us what you think is the number one biggest secret to success, what would you think it is? Um, I think it's going for happiness over money. A lot of times when people are asked, what are your, what are your goals for your business? And a lot of people have revenue goals or they have an, an amount of clients to have. 
for me, it's just, if I'm happy waking up every day, going to work, I think everybody should have that same goal. And life is not about working. It's about being happy with what you're doing. And then the money comes after that. So. So back to the ocean idea, I think a lot of us are doing that. I think a lot of us are in that impossible task and that has a certain feeling. Well, it does inside of me. It's super heavy. And I mean, you know, tell us a little bit of advice. If, if a listener is right now going, oh yeah, I've been trying to boil the ocean. Like I can feel it in my body. What would you suggest as a stepping stone for them to start? I would suggest to analyze everything you're doing first. If you are doing that, if you are boiling the ocean, you have to collect data on all of the things that you're boiling. <laughs> and you have to realize, is there an ROI on, on these things? And a lot of times what companies don't realize is that building a brand is more than just ROI, right? It's a lot of this, a lot of times it's not trackable to understand that even though a website might may not bring you leads, for example, it is a validation tool, right? So someone's not going to necessarily go on your website and all of a sudden become a customer that day. But what it could be is that if there are two companies, A and B, and I'm looking for, let's say, a moving company, okay? And company moving company A has a great website and they're, they're present on social media and they have a Google business page and they are posting every day really great quality content that I am interested in. And then company B either has no website at all or it sucks or, and they're maybe they're on social media, but maybe they post once a month. Which company are you actually gonna choose, right? And it's all about your online presence. So you didn't necessarily get the client that way um, from initially, right? But they chose you because of it. So my advice is to use data to understand which, which channels of marketing are working for you. And you don't always have to track it from a, how many leads did this generate for me today kind of mentality. You have to think about the whole picture. I love that advice. Thank you for that. I think it's, oh my gosh, you guys wait till you read this book. Seriously. Like this is the book that you wish you had the day you decided to start your own business. And it is from a strategy perspective, like you can hear Desiree talking about, but it's from a perspective of you're going to do it in a way that feels good to your soul and makes you happy every day. And who does not want both, right? I think we all go into this wanting all of that. And then we get into it in the thick of it. And we realize, oh boy, something is not quite right. Right. I'm working too hard. It's just, um, it's, I'm so excited to share all of your chapters with everybody, with the world about this topic. Um, Lily, you are next up. Tell us about your amazing chapter. Well, first of all, I want to say how honored I am to be with all of you today and um, how excited I was when Camille approached me. Um, well, um, my name is Lily and I wrote uh, chapter number uh, 23. It's called Dismantling the Superwoman Myth and How to Make a an authentic transition from corporate to a heart-based enterprise. 
Um, in this chapter, I share how deeply I was trapped in that superwoman syndrome. And this term was first coined in 1984 and described a dysfunctional pattern of people pleasing, overperforming, perfectionism. And this occurs when a woman um, like myself neglects her needs because she's seeking to prove herself by doing it all to perfection while struggling to establish boundaries, say no, um, and ask for help. Um, in the process, that emotional roller coaster of guilt, shame, and overwhelming sense of responsibility and need to take care of other people fuels that insatiable desire to push even harder and to demonstrate emotional toughness, physical stamina, and stoicism that eventually, in my case, led to a serious health crisis. Uh, so in this chapter, I talk about my journey to awareness and the decisions that I made, which allowed me to step out of this chaos into surrender and to finally uh, build my business and to honor my truth and the longing of my heart. So um, this is a chapter about building a business that is aligned with who we are and how we manifest in this world. So Lily, I wanna talk about for a minute this connection to your physical body and the health concerns. What I really want people to understand is if they're not paying attention they will create real physical illness and disease in their body. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Oh, absolutely. Um, that connection is huge and it has led me certainly to doing a lot of research and doing my own personal discoveries. So, well, what research really suggests it is that various internalized childhood traumas or how it's called the childhood adverse experience. And that can be on the spectrum from being very mild to being very severe, neglect, abused, physical, emotional. It doesn't really matter to as mild and simple as um, our parents not being able to tend to our needs at the time. And that sense of overwhelm that simply floods our young brain changes the chemistry and architecture of our brain, which later on in life makes us more prone to chronic stress and react and our reaction in life to um, any sort of experience and circumstances in life as very stressful that is um, then linked and connected to various illnesses starting from anxiety, depression, high blood pressure, um, you name it. I mean, I can go on and on. Uh, in my personal case, that was an autoimmune issue. 
Thank you for talking about that. It's important, I think, for people to understand the connections. We, we do now understand the mind-body, uh, emotional, soul connections of our lives and what we're doing here and our lifestyle. And as we build these amazing businesses that we're all talking about right in this book, I think that this uh, radical self-care has to be, it's, it's not a, a negotiable part of this journey. It has to be the first thing that you do if you want to keep yourself healthy enough to enjoy the fruits of your labor later, you know? Um, so I appreciate you talking about that, Lily. Thank you. So uh, Linda, you are up next. Tell us about your amazing chapter. Hello, it's so great to be here and it's great. I love all the chapters. I think they've been very, very powerful and how they work with each other and they build on each other, which is just amazing. So Laura, you did a great job putting it together. Um, I am Linda Berger and I am uh, chapter 16, uh, working with the soul of your business. Uh, for revenue with purpose, uh, to really be aligned with that. And so what I talk about is my story of when I finally got a big kick in the butt from my business to start listening to the soul of the business. Because being a business coach I, and being an Akashic Record teacher and consultant, I kept them in two different areas of my life. And I think a lot of us, when we have a career or a business, we tend to do that where we have this heart and soul that's craving one thing, but we don't trust it in the area that um, is income producing for ourselves. We're afraid that if we bring the two together, that somehow we're going to be, um, we're going to be broke or not have any money or, you know, things like that. And so what I, my chapter's about is my story of when I finally um, had to make the shift and combine my business coaching with my soul work, which I had actually been doing, but I was doing it in a way that if I felt safe with a client that they were more spiritually oriented, I would, you know, share that more about the soul of the business and how the blueprint is available for them. All they have to do is access it and they would have direct um, information as far as what is the real purpose for that business having been created and that it works uh, in conjunction with your dreams. As we work to build the business, the business works to uh, build our lives the way that we choose and it's all connected to the heart and soul. So, um, so it's, it's about that, the journey, the journey that I had when I finally had to merge my two businesses after so many years of keeping them separated. I love to think about, I mean, I, I, I think about my own soul and the soul alignment to my business or everything I do really, but then you you put it in a term of the soul of my business. And that kind of was like, oh, I my soul has a bit, or my business has a soul. Yes. Right. I just, I give me just another little bit about that. How okay. do you want us to think about that? All right. So th the best way to break it down, and when I talk to people and give talks about it, is think of an infinity sign. Okay. Your business is on one side, you are on the other. So look at your soul of your business is on one side of the infinity sign your soul is on the other. 
So the way that a business is created is that there's a segment of humanity, an energetic resonance that's very specific to a particular need or want. And that energetic resonance creates the energy, think of it as a bubble of your business. And the business finds the soul that has everything it needs to succeed. So your business actually picked you because you had this training, this experience, this knowledge, this, all this other stuff, because it wanted to create that infinity sign so that, so you would, there's a process that we go through where we start getting this craving, like, why do we keep getting this idea to start this business or why are there so many serendipity moments and but it's actually the business dropping seeds to start to get you to connect with it and as you uh, as the business um, connects it's going to hit up against your stuff the stuff that maybe it's money driven maybe it's fear of showing up or maybe but every time you move past that because you have so much passion for the business and for helping others, it allows the flow of the infinity sign. So as you feed the business, it all it wants to do is feed you and your dreams and your life. So being uh, present to the fact that the soul, the business that has a soul is not as complex as our personal souls as an individual. We have so many different complexities to our soul. There's past lives, there's vows. The business's soul is quite simple. It's, I need someone to take care of this segment of humanity that is so unique in its vibration that it needs a unique individual to take care of it. And it makes that link. I like that explanation. I hadn't really thought about it. And now I even drew a little symbol as you were talking just to (laughs) can't help myself connect with the idea. I love it. Um, Thank you, Linda. Awesome. All right. Stay tuned because we're going to hear more from Linda in a minute about that. I have that, that sparked another question I want to ask all of you. Um, But first, Megan, tell us about your amazing chapter. Yeah. Well, first of all, thanks so much for organizing this and doing this. It's very fun to be here. Um, My chapter is chapter four, and it's called Daydreams to Designs, a strategic bridge from employee to entrepreneur. So my chapter is a bit about my journey. By training, I'm a lawyer, (laughs) which I did not enjoy doing. Um, (laughs) And sort of my existential crisis of what to do professionally um, and breaking out of the mentality of sort of traditional corporate world and what success looks like and taking a step back. And instead of taking all your cues from the outside, slowing down and taking your cues from the inside. Um, So I sort of talk a little bit about how I went back to the drawing board when I was thinking about what to do and and gave myself permission to pick something that didn't make sense, (laughs) which for all of us sort of left brainers out there can be a tough transition. Um, And then the tool that I share is really just a visioning exercise because I think we get disconnected from what we actually want. We have a whole list of shoulds and, you know, what makes sense and what success looks like by other people's definition. But I want to encourage people as they think about building something for themselves to really start from a position of 
building it around them, not sort of trying to fit into a mold that already exists. Yes. And of course, this is easier said than done. Sometimes when you're starting, you're just making me think of those moments in the beginning where I was listening to the shoulds and supposed tos, but also a healer and trying to listen to the inner guide as well. And just that discernment is so important. What else do you want to say about that? Yeah. I mean, I think particularly for the people I work with who are, you know, typically lawyers or other corporate, that that voice and that has been so muffled by how we've been trained, you know, it's been really sort of pushed to the side. So I think it's sort of an extra heavy lift to start listening to that voice. So, um, you know, I think sometimes before you can sort of hear it, you really have to spend some time being quiet and, and kind of connecting to it. Um, but it happens, even if you feel like it's not going to, it does happen. If you devote the time to sort of, you know, just even a meditation practice, just taking time to, to get quiet and really listen to yourself. It, it does happen. I, and I really try to avoid the M word meditation because it scares <laughs> people. Right. Um, but it is that, but it's your version of getting still or getting quiet. It's your walk in the woods with no phone. It's your ability to just sit and look at the trees and quiet your mind and not have really any attachment to what that looks like or the best way to do it, right? Yeah, yeah. And that's very hard for people who've been, you know, live life linearly, right? Because this, it's sort of more of a web thinking kind of approach to things. And um, I think just, it can feel inefficient to my people, um, but it actually is the most efficient way to get to the place you really want to be is my philosophy. I so agree with that. And helping people to that aha is so transformational. So I'll just pause with what Megan just said. Like, it doesn't feel like it's the most effective way. Mostly I think from a productivity standpoint, but it is the way right? Yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we can say it louder and we're not going to convince you. Like you're going to have to just try it out for yourself and see how it goes. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah. I probably, if, if you had asked me five years ago, I probably, I would not have had this. <laughs> exactly. And we hear it when we need to hear it. Right. And we yeah. figure it out when we need to the divine timing of the universe. You got to love. Yeah. Um, and I love that. Uh, so thanks to all of you, just not only for saying yes to this project, but um, for really putting your hearts and souls out on, uh, you know, your sleeves in those stories, and then for stepping up like the master teachers and coaches that you are to give people real strategies from that place of passion and knowing, you know, you've walked the walk and I really appreciate all of you putting that down in black and white is not particularly easy, right? Um, so thank you for doing it so brilliantly. So one of Camille's missions, um, our lead author, Camille Miller, is the founder of the Natural Life Business Partnership and also the Soul Professional Movement. And you can hear everybody today being able to talk about business, but in this very holistic soul-based way, you are hearing all kinds of words today, like intuition and connection and meditation, 
and, you know, in all of the ways that we're talking to, and I think it's absolutely brilliant. And that's why I'm in love with this book so much, one of the reasons. But the next question that I have for all of you, um, based on that, Lily, I'm going to start with you for this one, is what does having a soul aligned business um, even mean to you? That's such a beautiful and important question. Um, I would definitely say that um, for me, having a soul aligned business means bringing all aspects of who we are. Uh, and coming from that place of alignment. So in the light of everything that I shared, um, speaking about my personal experience, we go through that childhood experience, oftentimes carrying some, what I called as core wounds and core beliefs, such as I'm either too much, I'm not enough, or I'm different and I do not belong which forces us in our little brain. We sort of come up with a model of adaptation that becomes very dysfunctional. And um, it propels us to come up with that persona of who we want to be in the world in order to be liked, accepted. And as a consequence, we sort of shrink inside and we think and believe that who we are, the essence of who we are is not enough. There is something fundamentally wrong with us. So as we go through life, hiding and constricting part of ourselves, as Linda said, that infinite cycle and loop of soul of the business that is calling us to step up is also prompting us to step into that fullest version of who we are and abandon that false persona of who we imagine ourselves to be. Because truth of the matter is, our business cannot outgrow us and who we are and how we present in life. So letting go of these shackles of false beliefs and accepting that brilliant, beautiful self is what it means having a solo line business. Love it. Um, I love that you're giving me so many visuals. Um, and okay. So Linda, you, you were next up on this question. So perfect because Lily just mentioned you too. And I want to pose it slightly differently for you because earlier I mentioned that you sparked something in me about the question I was going to ask you next. Right. And you were talking about the soul of a business and how that chooses you the perfect right human with the match. And it's, part of the thing that's going to happen is it's going to bring up all the crap for you to deal with. But what 
what I wanted to add to that is, yeah, it's going to bring it all up, but the passion you have with that perfect match is part of the thing that allows you to get through the deeper healing work you need to do to come into that soul aligned business and totally thrive, right? The magic of the match to me. And if people can just realize that the crap coming up is a gift, it will be a whole other perspective that they can sit there and go, wow, okay, I got this opportunity. It's not a bad thing. It's bringing up this stuff, right? So Linda, um, tell me more about what having a soul aligned business means to you. Okay. So it's funny. One of the things that you just said, um, I say to my students all the time when I'm teaching them how to work um, in, with the soul of their business and, and make it strategic. So it isn't woo-woo because I'm really famous for taking the woo-woo out and making it very practical. But I always tell my students when I get off, uh, our call is like, okay, go out there and get triggered. The more you get triggered, the faster the growth is going to happen. Yes. And it's true. And they're like, really? And I, and so they come back to class and they're like, oh my God, I got triggered on this. And I got triggered on that. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, the more triggers, the better, the faster, the growth. So, um, so one of the things also is, uh, about the soul of the business and us is that, you know, the soul is of the business is just energetic. It needs a human vessel. It needs us without us. It's just this human uh, desire and want. And, um, you know, Megan's an attorney and, you know, one of my, actually my story in my book in the, my chapter 16 is about my attorney client that was struggling. Like you were talking about so many of the attorneys. And the thing is, is that it's, it needs a human vessel. And also it needs the human vessel to grow and shift and change so that it can expand its purpose and make sure that it, Fulfill, its only job is to fulfill the contracts it has with that segment of humanity. That's its job. And so if for some reason we're feeling that it's where it's lost on us, like maybe it's not making any money or the best thing to do is to sell your business or to give it to somebody that has the bigger ideas so that it can expand into it. And um, I'm sorry, Laura, I think I lost your question. I <laughs> know you're, this is, this is great. I, I was interested in, in pieces of this answer, but so maybe just add for you personally, how do you know you are soul aligned in your business? Well, um, I've known for a while that I was aligned because I could tell how I would feel. And if my, if I started to hit a wall, I knew that I was forcing um, my own will on it versus where I would get, uh, I would block the soulful information. Like I would have a plan. I would go into the soul's records. I would have a plan and I didn't want to do the plan. Say I had to show up. I didn't want to show up on social media or things like that. So it, it started that it started the energy slowing down, but it's not the business's energy that's slowing down. It was me. It was triggering me. And I had to just keep working with it. And it's really interesting when you first start getting triggered to be holistic, as Lily was talking about, you know, your, your emotional, your mental, your spiritual, your physical, and your heart. Um, you just are like getting the surface. It feels like deep stuff, but you're just getting certain the beginning of it. 
And as you keep working with it and you, your business becomes more and more successful, it starts peeling away the layers of the deeper stuff. And that's what I've been actually dealing with even recently where I'm supposed to do X, Y, and Z. And I'm finding myself um, having more situations in my life that appear to be holding me back. So that's how I, that's how it has helped me shift and change where I'm, I need to keep, because I love this work, it, it's pull, constantly pulling me into it with new ideas and new business, and, and I'm the only one slowing it down. And that's what we do. We slow it down. Thank you for that explanation. It's going to get uh, people really thinking about what the process has been for them. All right. So Megan, what would you add in, in, I know it's hard to go like third and fourth in this question, you guys, right? Because everybody is answering it in their, in their way, but um, what does it mean for you? And even, even more so for listeners, like, how do you know when it's soul aligned you personally? So for me, the sort of approach that, that I take is, like I mentioned before, really like an inside out approach. You know, people I talk to, they're like, oh, I see a hole in the market. That's probably not going to be your soul aligned business, right? So it's for me, peeling back the layers, like I, we do a vision so that you connect to what you want and allow yourself to want what you actually want out of your life. Um, I had, I had some clients one time. I said, what does your ideal day look like? And they're like, I don't know, maybe, maybe I could only work like 40 hours a week. That would be great. And then someone else was like, I think I want to work 30 hours a week. Can I, can I want that? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> you can want that. I only want to work 20 hours a week, you know? So attaching to what the real desire is in, in sort of different aspects of the life you want to lead and making sure that the business that you build supports that at a very basic level level and then getting really clear on sort of who you are and how you function sort of what are your strengths what are your values what are your interests and making sure that you build a business that you get to show up shining in all of those things rather than having it all be informed by some external cues so that's sort of how I think of you know making sure that you're making it a soul aligned business yeah. Okay. I love that. I love all the ways you all are talking about this. This is going to help people tremendously. Um, and you have, you might just be having a moment where something is clicking for you. You hear something in just a slightly different way and you're like, oh yeah, okay. That's, that's how it could go. Right. You guys are giving great perspectives. Desiree, what is yours on this? Um, well, what Megan said, it was such a perfect segue into this because for me, um, not only do I, for me, being soul aligned, my business is not only necessary for what, how I feel or how I'm bringing my personality into my business. Like happiness is number one for me, which is the yellow in my logo, right? Bright, cheerful happiness. Um, but I also want to provide that space for my employees, because I have been on the other end of the stick and I have, you know, I've been an employee in terrible organizations and really kick-ass organizations. And what that did for me is being, you know, from so many different perspectives, large companies, small companies, startups, um, you know, 50-year-old companies, um, it gave me this, it gave me a choice 
to run my business the way I feel like my amazing leaders ran it and taking the positives from that and then leaving behind and saying, I will never, ever do that to my employees. So seeing the negative stuff in your life is almost as good as the positive because it's like, I know I don't want that. It's like picking the, the next love of your, of your life, right? It's like, well, I know to stay away from that now, <laughs> right? But so for me, I want to, I want to create an environment for my employees. I also want to do an amazing job for my clients. And that's number one, like keep the clients happy. You have to retain them, but also internally, I want my employees to get up every day and be excited and feel passionate about what they do. And that's why I'm very, um, flexible on what my employees do. And we're not really on in this hierarchy of like, I'm the boss and I tell you guys what to do. It's more of like, let's get everybody's voice um, on the table sort of thing. Like everybody lay your cards out and your ideas are just as good as mine. I don't care how, where you stand in the company. There are, there are only four of us. So I'm making it sound like it's huge. It's not, but the point is that, um, we are also implementing a four-day work week, and this is what Megan's comment like triggered in me. Um, in 2023, our goal is to implement a four-day work week at Clarent, and you can take off whichever day you may want. It doesn't matter, but I don't think it is cool anymore to work 80 hours a week. I just don't. I've been there. I've done that. I've missed, you know, so much of my, my I have kids 10 and 8. I've missed a lot, not for very long because I came to my senses quickly, but you know, I miss some stuff with them. And it's like, it's important to have dinner with your kids. It's important to show up to their baseball games that are dance recitals. It is not cool when you don't do that. Like, I feel like there's this culture in, um, in the corporate world that it's like, oh, I worked 80 hours a week last week, but you know, it's like, that's not cool anymore. Life balance is cool now. And for me, two days a week is not enough to recover. It's really not. Um, and I feel that I need to give that to my employees as well, because if that's comfort for me, it may also be comfort for them. They don't have to, but I want to give them the choice to do that. And I just feel like not only is ha obviously happiness is, is primary in my focus for a soul aligned business, but it's also efficiency, right? We all have to be efficient in order to, which is also why the honeybee is in my logo, because they are the most efficient society I've ever come across. I used to be a beekeeper or will, will be a beekeeper again uh, next year, but um, it's amazing how efficient they are. And efficiency, again, doesn't necessarily equal more hours, right? It equals a life balance. It equals good rest. It equals, you know, taking breaks. And, and sometimes I'm creative at two in the morning. I'm not necessarily creative between nine and five. And I have a, a person on my team who's incredible and so creative. And most of her stuff comes to me in the middle of the night. Doesn't necessarily come to me between nine and five because our creative brains are not always awake. I also have insomnia. So sometimes I'm dead in the afternoon and I can't, I'm not productive. But then in the mornings or at night, I like wake up a bit. So that flexibility is such a huge thing in today's world, especially being everybody's remote. Two of my employees I've never met before um, in person, I mean. And so I'm sorry, I know I'm taking too long here, but I, I'm just so passionate about keeping everybody happy on the team. And that makes me happy, right? As long as everybody does not, if you feel stressed in what you're doing, let's 
let's spread out the responsibilities and see if someone else on the team actually enjoys what you don't enjoy. So then you can pass that on to someone else. So you're not stressed and dreading work every day. So that's my, my piece. <laughs> I love it. Thank you for all of that. Um, I love the idea of that four day work week for sure. And the thing is, is we think that um, we have this funny feeling when we're uh, not doing what we think we should do to be productive. We have this idea of what's going to create that productivity, but really the four days and the rest you get like will create more productivity. I know we've already said this today, but it's really worth repeating. Um, okay. So I want to add my, my own answer to this. And part of it for me is that when I, there are a lot of ways I knew it was soul aligned, a lot of amazing ways. First of all, I could feel the joy in my body. I, I felt lighter. I literally feel it. Right. And I know when I'm happy and joyful and I can feel that. And that's part of the soul alignment for me. But the other magical thing that happened when I exactly knew is that the community was instantly attracted. And so community for me, ladies, has been the difference between success and failure in my business. And when that soul alignment happened, the community was almost magically building in, in there as a result of the alignment. It was pretty, pretty awesome. So Linda, I want you to start us off with this question. What, tell me about what your community has meant for you in this business. Oh my God, it's invaluable. Um, community, not only the, my support system, but my clients and people that I've worked with as far as um, uh, contractors and, you know, things, people that, but I think the most important part when you're going through this shift in your inner self, when you're connecting is to have support, even if it's only one person in the beginning, because we are dealing with so many old belief systems that are, you know, old traumas old, about being different that what is it fear of missing out the FOMO or whatever they call that. So, you know, no matter how we look at it, we're kind of linked to that. We're linked to making sure we look good because when we look good to the world, we feel safe and it's all about the safety. So community is huge. And if, even if you only start your community with one person as I did, just somebody that actually two people that really kept, um, Linda, you need to bring the Akashic Record soul to your business, strategic business coaching. You need years I took for me to have the courage. And, but I had that support, but my clients were also supporting me, but I wasn't paying attention to it because I thought, well, you know, the strategic way I do it right now is working. So, but then it got to a point where we want to know more about this. We want to, we want to know about the soul of our business. And, and so it was a door that opened and kind of pushed me through it by having the clients that wanted these courses. So I built them for them. So they were my community to really help me, uh, force me to make this this shift because I did still have the fear, but my first community of other Akashic Record teachers and consultants 
were my first like crutches you know we all need we need that support and so that's been really important for me to have that type of from the beginning through the process and even writing this chapter you know writing chapter 16 about the revenue with purpose that was I, that was my business telling me I was soul aligned because it's been telling me for over a year to write a book. And I keep saying, I can't, it takes too much time. I'm doing everything else you tell me to do. So what happens? This chapter drops in my lap. So that goes back to your old question about being soul aligned. And I, I did want to add something I think that Megan said or um, about, and also Laura, you about when you're soul aligned, you do have those moments of joy, but I want everyone to know that being soul aligned can also start with fear because when um, you're being, your soul is trying to line up with the business, there's that trepidation that we feel in our heart that, well, we can't do that, it's too new. So a lot of times when I get the big fear of doing something, I know I'm soul aligned because uh, it's like that double-edged sword. It's that bliss that you were talking about, that serendipitous, everything working, but it's also the big fear of taking that big next step. Yep, I call this purpose-driven fear. Wrote a whole book about this topic. <laughs> there you go. Living in your discomfort zone with your fear is all soul aligned. Uh, yes, yeah, exactly. so it, and it's hard to understand that at first. And, oh my goodness. Okay. You guys realize we could talk about this all day, right? Um, any of these, these juicy topics are amazing. All right, Megan, I'm going to have you answer this next question about community. What has that meant for you and your business? It really kind of somewhat like Linda was saying, called me to my business. I, you know, in the midst of my existential crisis, I was throwing a lot of spaghetti at the wall, trying to figure out what to do. And one of those things was I started a podcast called The Lawyer's Escape Pod, where I interview lawyers who've gone on to do different things. And I did it purely as a hobby. I didn't see it being a business at all, um, but it just kind of kept getting more traction. And all of a sudden, sort of by accident, I had built this community of, of people. And sort of at some point I was like, because I didn't want to be a career coach. So that's why I had kind of put it to the side. But as I was sort of hearing from my listeners and all of that, it, it kind of pushed me to say, oh, I think, I think there's a way for me to support this community. I just have to figure out exactly how to do it. So that's been a bit of a process. But, you know, the community was sort of everything. It got me pushed into what I'm doing. Yeah, I feel, I feel like it's, it's that everything answer. It was everything, you know, and mm -hmm. it continues to be. I love the um, name of your podcast, by the way. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I have to give my husband some credit on that one. Uh -huh. came up with it. All right. We'll give you some credit, husband. Thank you for that. Um, Desiree, community for you. Tell me about it. For me, I was very good throughout my career um, in the last two decades to keep in touch with people and keep my network open with, even though, you know, I went from a neuroscience, really marketer, neuroscientist back to marketing. And even, you know, even with the career change, I really kept, I never burned a bridge and I always kept um, the community lines of communication open with people in my past. And that really helped me 
when I was moving from the corporate world into my own business, because it was like all of those people that either became clients or they referred me to people. Um, the, what really got me off of the ground with my business, not but aside from that was networking groups. I, and of course COVID had just hit. So it was like everything moved virtual, but it was a slow move. It wasn't like if something was already virtual, then I was on it kind of thing. And everything kind of slowly moved after that. But, um, that's how I grew my business. It was, it was presenting in front of groups. It was joining the chamber of commerce. It was, uh, not necessarily BNI meetings, but very similar to those with a lot less pressure on them or on, on the business owners. But for commu community for me has been exactly why my business is thriving. So it's extremely important and I continue to give back as much as I can. <laughs> yeah, important. Thank you. Okay, Lily, I know it's hard to go last on this one, but what's it meant to you? Well, I can certainly say that um, there is a saying um, that goes something like this. It takes a village to raise a child. And I would say it takes community to step into your wholeness, to be able to overcome those fears and not just overcome, but to give out on something of the lower nature and embrace something of a higher nature. Because doing a soul aligned business, it really is about understanding that who we are and how we present ourselves is our service to others and service to that higher self. And without that loving support that holds us lovingly, that despite all of these fears and limiting beliefs that we have, we can step into that expansion and joy and creativity, nothing happens without us. Yeah, very nice. All right, um, ladies, we're going to have to do a speed dating version of this last question, okay? So I'm going to challenge all of you to give me the answer to this last one in a sentence. Good, good luck with that. Okay, Megan, you get to, <laughs> you get to try first. Mm. Um, this is an easy question, and it's really about giving our listeners some ideas about an easy way to take care of themselves. And I want you to talk to me about one of the practices you use for radical self-care. What do you like the most? There's a million of them, I know. Yeah. Um, I'll just say walking. <laughs> quiet walk. I love walk. that answer. Quiet, you said quiet walking? Yeah, not listening to podcasts, not listening to music, not talking on the phone, just walking with your thoughts. Yes. All right, everyone. Quiet walking. Yeah. So, you know, um, we all practice, we all have a practice and we all do many, many things to take care of ourselves so we can serve from that overflow or else we're headed to burnout, right? It's part of what being soul aligned means in your business is you're taking care of yourself, mind, body, soul, spirit, all of the ways. Um, and Megan, that's definitely one of mine. So I'm a fan. Desiree, what's, what's one of yours? Uh, for me, I would recommend putting time on your schedule every day, like actually 
making an appointment with yourself to block off time to walk or, you know, sit with, I have animals in the backyard. So sit with the goats or the chickens, um, just find time to reflect because that space is invaluable. Nice. Block that time. You guys put it as a VIP appointment on your schedule. Definitely. Thank you, Desiree. Lily, what's one of the ways that you practice radical self-care? Uh, for me, it's certainly connecting with nature, being in nature, arriving in my body and tapping into my heart intelligence and heart as a source of life and source of strength and wisdom that propels us forward in life. Yeah, that high vibe of nature, you guys, for sure. I mean, I'm definitely doing my quiet walks in the woods, <laughs> sometimes with my dog. So we'll add Desiree's in there. <laughs> and typically you can combine all of these wonderful ideas together, right? Linda, you are going to close us out today. What's your version of this? Well, although I love to walk and, and do all that connect, my best unplug uh, to regenerate is to look at uh, all the amazing pictures I have of myself with my grandchildren or my grandchildren's videos. I have six of them. That is just looking on my phone takes me out of my moment and reminds me of what I've created, you know, what I am part of in creation. Hmm. And, and that the love, it just, my heart just expands. So if I'm stressed out, all I gotta do is look at one of those videos or pictures fast, easy. Um, and I don't have to sometimes leave my desk. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. Go for the love moment. And what you said about parting, being part of creating something, especially human. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and the love there. I love it. Um, so journaling, I'll add to this um, as one of my main go-tos. I channel through writing. It is my meditation. So I take care of myself by blocking out that time to sit with my pen on my notebook. Music is another one for me. And lately, the bath with the essential oils, just giving myself a few minutes, right? To soak. Oh my gosh. There's so many, right? There's so many, um, authors. Thank you so much for what you do in the world and for being here today to share it with everyone. Thank you guys. Thank, thank you. you, Laura. Thank you. So to all of our viewers today, you know, maybe something that one of these women said today really got you goosebumping. You're resonating. You are having a question about something that they're talking about. Drop on down to the show notes and their websites are there. Want you to go explore, have a click, right? These coaches and experts and authors are very generously there for you to support you, to answer questions, to help you make that next step in your journey. So um, go on and check out all of the awesome, awesomeness that they have going on in the world. And 
make sure and join us for our live stream book launch party, July 6th. I'm going to have all of the authors of the ultimate guide to creating your soul aligned business with me. We're going to celebrate July 6th, 12 noon Eastern on the Brave Healer Productions Facebook page. I've got you hooked up down below with that. And if you're listening after that date, well, uh, that means the book is ready, you guys, on Amazon. So you need to hop over there and grab your copy today. And lastly, today, everyone, remember, your words change the world when you're brave enough to share them. So it's time to be brave. Have a good one, everyone. See you, ladies. <laughs>